What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton. Appreciate the love and support, everybody. This podcast is available on all platforms. So Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, um, we out there. Um, all you got to do is check us out. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can find us on the World Wide Web, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S.com, as well as at Gmail. You can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I just want to uh, apologize ahead of time. I do sound a little congested. Um, it seems like the last three trips I've taken, every time I come back home, I get sick. And no, it ain't Corona. Just get sick. Um, just come down with the yuds where got a got a sinus congestions and things like that. So I know I sound a little stopped up, but I promise you I feel a lot better. Um, I feel great, actually. So today's actually the first day I felt like 100%. But anyways getting that out the way yo we're gonna talk about the sport we're gonna talk about the 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 super bowl that took place yesterday um we're gonna talk about you know the ins and outs of it and then yo i got a laundry list of dummies of the day i'm gonna tell you all that right now i got a huge laundry list of dummy of the days um we're gonna try to dibble dabble into nba if we can squeeze that in and also a little bit of uh what what's going on elsewhere in the nfl so without being said yo first of all the commercials was booty, um, and there was one commercial that I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I paid my cable bill, um, but then I was like, nah, even if I didn't pay my cable bill, this game is on NBC, so there shouldn't be any issues. Um, there was a QR code that kept b- bouncing around everyone's TV screen, and there was no nothing. Nothing that said about it, so I actually scanned the QR code. It happened to be... Uh, uh, Coinbase, it was a QR code at Coinbase, which it basically has shut the entire data, database down. Um, I already have an account with Coinbase as it is, so it actually messed up a couple of my accounts as it is because it, it literally, so many people had actually uh, downloaded the app or opened it up. But talking about $14 million down the toilet, like, bro, you couldn't give somebody a heads up of what exactly it was? Like, come on, man, y'all got to do better. Um, that's one commercial that stood out. Um, definitely excited for Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight uh, coming out on Disney Plus. Uh, a couple other movies, Jurassic Park's coming out. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange. That one looks like it's gonna be lit. Um, I think Thor even had a trailer yesterday as well. So, lots of dope movies that are coming out. But I'm not about to give all these people free publicity when they already getting free publicity as it is. But y'all saw the commercials. But that Coinbase one, man, that was bootsy, bro. Um, and also the halftime show. I don't know. Everybody's talking about the halftime show that it was the greatest. Um, I'm not going to say it was the greatest, but it, it was up there. You know, it was better than Katy Perry coming out on the Megazord or it was better than Coldplay or the who, uh, who else has been terrible recently? Uh, I mean, even the weekend's performance wasn't even all that great last year. Like that was, eh. um, but it was, it was, it was, it's up there. Um, you know, I still got Michael Jackson as one of my, as the greatest, uh, you got Prince, that didn't kill the halftime show. You had Beyonce that killed it. I'm not even a, I'm not even part of the Beehive. Um, you had a Bruno Mars one that was lit. So this one was up there. This one was up there. And I hope the NFL kind of sticks within the 18 to 40, 18 to 42 dem- age demographic as opposed to going to the 48 to 78 age demographic because the, you mean you had Snoop, you had Kendrick Lamar, you had Dre, you had Mary J. Blige, you had Eminem, 50 came out. 
um, looking like a whole dollar instead of 50 cent. But, you know, he, he tried to do with his thug this. I guess that was a surprise. I know a lot of people were saying that there was supposed to be a surprise during the halftime show. Um, outside of that, and maybe Anderson Pack playing the drums for Eminem, I really didn't see any too many surprises. <clears throat> so I guess that was a surprise, but I was thinking more of they was going to throw a hologram of Pac up there is what I was thinking was a surprise, but um, neither here or there. I thought the halftime show was dope. Um, it's been definitely better than the last few halftime shows, to say the least. So um, was it the greatest? Eh, I'm not going to say it's, it's the greatest, but it's, it's up there as far as top five easily. So, um, you know, we'll leave it at that, you know, and to sum it up with the um, Super Bowl itself coming off of probably the greatest series of playoff games in NFL history. Um, I would say that the, the, the Super Bowl was about there, too. I wouldn't say it was a the greatest Super Bowl of all time, but it was a good game. Um, was it one of the greatest games ever played in Super Bowl history? Nah, not really. Um, and, and the Rams did their thug dizzle yesterday, winning 23 to 20 against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Rams have jumped their fan base up from, I think, three to maybe four. Um, no shade, but, um, no, the Rams, the Rams did what the Rams, here's the thing about the Rams. The Rams probably would have smoked them boys out if OBJ doesn't get hurt and if Tyler Higby, um, if Tyler Higby even got to play. Um, Tyler Higby, I felt like, was a huge X factor. Um, he was a late scratch. I think he had already, they had already scratched him Saturday before. Yeah, the day before the Super Bowl even began. Um, if you look at Tyler Higby's uh, stats, he actually had a very, very phenomenal playoff run this year anyways. Um, so I thought that that was already going to hinder them. And then OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., who looks like more than likely he tore his ACL again in the same knee two years in a row, which is... It sucks, but he was off to probably having a career game um, just based off of the first quarter and a half that he was playing. Um, so I thought that this game was actually going to be a boat race. I thought that the Bengals really didn't have a chance, barring, you know, these these freak injuries and injuries are part of the game. Um, but, I, I, you know, uh, you got to think about the, uh, the, the the touchdown pass that the re receiver kind of jerks uh Jalen ramsey's face mask i believe it was like the first play of the second half um jerks his face mask that's offensive pass interference so if that had gotten negated you're taking seven points off the board so i mean the game was close but it really wasn't that close if you think about it um i think the rams were the rams were balling um they just couldn't move the ball as far as running the ball but they did everything else phenomenal um, the defense played stellar, and I'm going to get to Aaron Donald in just a second, but the game was what I expected it to be. I, I think I said it last week. I thought it was going to be a high, a much more high-scoring game. I thought I had the score, I think, 38 to 35 or something like that. But, you know, I, I was within three points, so y'all need to tap me on my back because I, I did have it within three points. Um, but but um, I think that the Bengals not having a offensive line, Joe Burrow getting sacked, I believe, a record of seven times in the Super Bowl. You ain't going to beat nobody, bro. And then he had already got sacked nine times against the Titans and barely won that game. Um, and that's no, that's no, that's not a knock against the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Like I felt like they deserved to be in the Super Bowl. They were, they were, they had every right to be there. Um, I don't think there was a, you know, there weren't any fluky games. Um, if you want to put in the Raiders, but maybe outside of that, there wasn't any really fluky games on that. Um, the Rams, Matt Stafford, you know, this is what Stan Kroenke wanted. He wanted to go all in this year. 
If he didn't go all in this year, I don't know what the future was looking like, but he definitely sold off the farm in the future to win to yesterday, and he did that. Um, he gave up, I believe, two first-round picks, Jared Goff, and I believe <clears throat> a third-round draft pick to get Matt Stafford on a one-year rental. Um, he gets Von Miller to come uh, to the from the Broncos, who was a former Super Bowl MVP, comes to to the Rams. He also gets OBJ to come to the Rams. So. If they weren't gonna win to yesterday, I don't know when. I don't know when. What would else would happen? The window would have closed immediately. <clears throat> so, for them to be able to go all in, um, and basically to me, it looked like it was equivalent to what the Toronto Raptors did. I believe that was 2019 when they got Kawhi Leonard on one, on a one-year rental and just said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice and." We're gonna we're gonna try to win the NBA championship this this year. Um, it definitely paid off for them. Uh, not to mention it happened in LA, so that makes it even better. <clears throat> so the Rams did. They, the Rams were supposed to win. Um, I, I'm not surprised at the Rams winning. Um, I'm surprised on how they had to overcome a lot. Um, Cooper Cup, man, he when you out here putting the same when you putting Cooper Cup, the receiver for the for the LA Rams, in the same sentence as one Jerry Rice, who who is my favorite football player of all time. Um, that's nothing to flinch at. Uh, led the league in receptions, reception yards, and touchdowns, um, which is the, considered the triple crown in receiving for him to do that, and then also to win a championship the same year as well as win the Super Bowl MVP. That's something that one Jerry Rice can't even say he did that only one year. So Cooper Cup is on a whole nother stratosphere. I hate to say it, man. My man is probably one of the best receivers, if not the best wide receiver in the in, in, in NFL right now. <clears throat> so you got to give that man his flowers. Uh, Matt Stafford, he didn't play the best game in the entire world, but he got the job done. And for him to be able to look at Cooper Cup, they looked at each other and said, hey, I'm just going to keep throwing you the ball. Just figure out a way to get open. That That's that's crazy. Um, that that's that says a lot. And for them to be able to accomplish that, um, nothing but to them. But, yo, Aaron Donald, um, you know, everyone's going to be like, yo, e, how was you going to go about, you know, going about the first eight or nine minutes where I was talking about Aaron Donald? Hey, look, Lawrence Taylor retired probably right around the time where I started watching football. Um, so I can't even say I got to see the great Lawrence Taylor play because I don't remember watching Lawrence Taylor play. Um, at least vividly, I, I don't remember watching Lawrence Taylor play. I've got to see a lot of great defenders. Ray Lewis, um, Charles Woodson, Ed Reed, um, and, and Von Miller. Um, and But this guy right here, Aaron Donald, bruh. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that he's up there with with, with uh, Lawrence Taylor. He might be even better than this cat. Um, for him, and I don't know who poked the bear on the sideline when they had that little instance yesterday. Um, there was a little sideline scuffle with Aaron Donald. I'm telling you right now, I'm not I'm not picking a scuffle with a guy who trains against another guy during his offseason who throws knives at him. He has two knives and he works on his hand-eye coordination with real lives. Like the guy is trying to stab Aaron Donald. This guy uses his hand-eye coordination against real knives. So I don't think I'm trying that dude. So whatever, whatever woke that sleeping giant up, it worked. Um, that third and one play where he had one hand on the offensive lineman, he was able to pull a 240-pound running back from third and one and make that into a fourth down play. Phenomenal. Had two sacks in the second half. Phenomenal. And really, the last play of the game came down to him. And I mean, we call it a buck. I think that was a sack more than an incomplete pass. But I mean, Aaron Donald is a, you know, he's probably the best football player, period. <clears throat> Offense, defense, special teams. This dude is probably the best football player on the planet right now. You got an eight-time Pro Bowler, a three-time defensive player of the year, 
and this dude has a motor that's just you know you could put in a lamborghini i mean he just don't stop at all so um aaron donald i think i mean i'm not mad that cooper cup won the mvp but i think it would have been a little bit better if aaron donald was considered a co-mvp um, I think that'd have been a little bit better. It'd have been a better look. Not saying that Cooper Cup didn't deserve it because he did catch the game win touchdown late in the fourth quarter. So there's nothing to take away from Cooper Cup. Um, both of those two, I just felt like both of those players, when you walk away from that game, you're going to think about Cooper Cup balling, but you're also going to think about Aaron Donald stepping it up and basically putting his entire defensive unit on his shoulders and, and stopping what is, you know, what is to be one of the better offenses in the, in the NFL. <clears throat> so Aaron Donald, you definitely get your roses, man. I mean, you, man. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I ended up, I'm strongly considering copping an Aaron Donald jersey just in case this dude does end up calling and quits this year. Um, there has been speculations that if he would have won his championship this year, that he might hang it up. I mean, that's the only last thing he's been kind of really, that's the one thing that he hasn't gotten to be able to check on his resume, which is already a Hall of Fame resume was that elusive Super Bowl championship, and he was able to do that last night. So, I don't know, y'all. I might just cover Aaron Donald jersey just because this dude was just a bad man. And, you know, I don't think because of the position that he plays defensive tackle, which is a, a blue-collar position, he don't get the love that he gets. But, man, that joker was balling last night. I'll tell you what. So, yeah. So, you know, switching from the Rams but to the Bengals, what did the Bengals do? I mean, you never say never. Dan Marino said that he would be back in the Super Bowl. My man only went there that one time against the Niners and got smoked. So I'm not going to say that, you know, you know, I know Joe Burrow is a confident guy and he, you know, he thinks he's very, um, he thinks that they can come back. I don't put it past him, but just keep in mind, you know, the NFL, you got a league, you're playing in a, a conference where you have Josh Allen, who's a, who's got a cannon for an arm with the Buffalo Bills. You have Patrick Mahomes, who, you know, tip your hat, you did beat him in the AFC Championship game. They're always going to be there. Um, you got Lamar Jackson for the Baltimore Ravens, barring any injuries. He's a he's a dual-threat quarterback that can take the team, take his team to the next level. And you got Justin Herbert, who's an X-Factor out of the uh, LA Chargers, the barring on what they can do with uh, him as far as coaching and putting the right players around him uh, and, finding not, and not finding dumb ways to lose a game. You got him in the AFC, so I want to say never say never with the with the Cincinnati Bengals. But here's some of the things that are working in their favor. I think they have the third biggest cap room um, coming into this offseason. I think they have over fifty five million dollars of spend spending money that they can utilize. Um, they have all their draft picks, so. What they need to do is to, they need to get some DBs, at least get some cornerbacks that's not named Eli Apple. Um, they need to get a couple of cornerbacks. They need to work on the right side of the offensive line because they pretty much played with their second unit of the offensive line on the right side, which just didn't work. So if you can work your, you know, football is a game where you work inside out. So that means you work, you build your team with your offensive and defensive lines and then you work your way out to your receivers your quarterbacks your running backs this team is built backwards they they worked outside in so they got receivers they got running backs they got quarterbacks but they don't have offensive line if they can work on their offensive line this offseason <clears throat> yeah i think they'll be back um but you never say never i'm not sitting there saying you know that they they won't be back but mind you it took them 30 some odd years 33 years for them to make it to the super bowl again so you just never say never. And if they don't work on that offensive line, that Cincinnati Bengals team is going to be just that Joe Burrow is going to be just like Carson Palmer. He's going to one out after a few years because he keeps getting smacked. He's going to be like Andrew Luck probably and just call it quits where he just can't take the punishment no more. So you better get that boy some help 
Otherwise, it's just going to be murder's row for him. It's just going to be a wrap. So um, I think the Bengals are they're in good hands. But if they, as long as they can spend their money correctly, I think they'll be all right. So with that being said, there is. Oh, shout out. By the way, I know I, I kept saying I wasn't really going to watch the Winter Olympics. I didn't really watch the Winter Olympics, but I did see a cool story. Um, speed skater Aaron Jackson is the first African-American uh, speed skater um, to, win a, to win a gold medal. So shout out to her. Um, you know, I think, uh, it's, it's the first time ever been done and we're definitely celebrating black history. So she definitely gets that, uh, check part right there and she's, she's in there. So shout out to her. Well done. And, and we here at the sports business family, uh, send you nothing but well wishes and safe travels back here to America where you can celebrate your gold medal. So good stuff. Um, that's your Olympic, uh, winter Olympic, uh, update from the sports business podcast. That's all y'all get. Um, so yeah, last week, like we're now, now we're going to switch out in NFL. Um, this has been a great season. Uh, now we're going to switch into the NBA. We're going to run into basketball and basketball can officially say that they got the center stage now and they got the, they got the rock. Yeah. So back last week, um, the Brooklyn Nets traded with the Philadelphia 76ers in a unique trade. And the reason why it's unique is because you usually don't trade within your own division. You play each other already four times a year. You don't really want to trade and help out each other to try to win a championship. But you got two disgruntled superstars. You had one Ben Simmons who claims that he's he's mentally fried and he refuses to play in the city of Philadelphia to the point where he's basically had over $20 million in fines this year that he's had to pay because he refuses to play for the 76ers. Signing mental issues and that he just he just refused to pay play. All right, cool. Then you got one James Harden who was sold on a crack dream, um, which I'm trying to figure out why this guy has been deemed as the bad guy. I don't, I don't see why he was deemed the bad guy. Um, it's like a used cars, man. You know, you you, you kind of go into just negotiating. You go to your salesperson, they're gonna look at this this you know a car, and it's a used car, so they're gonna try to gas it up like, bro, it's just like brand new. This car, you know, what I'm saying it's got light miles on it. It's got all the bells and whistles, but what about the scratch here? Oh, don't worry about that scratch here. You know, we it, 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 we'll take care of it. Oh, yeah. What about this uh, part-time, you know, what about this player who doesn't want to get vaccinated? Oh, it's just a, a alternator. You know, it's, it's, it's just minor. We'll, we'll pick it up. Oh, well, what about what about the supporting cast? So James Harden goes in to Brooklyn last year. He wants out of Houston. Houston is a dump fire. It's one of the worst organizations probably in the NBA right now. He goes to Brooklyn. Um, and him and number 11 for the Brooklyn Nets, Google him. If you don't know who I'm referring to, I refuse to say his name because he doesn't like the press and I don't like you. So you're not going to get your name on this podcast. So Google who number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets is and one Kevin Durant. So they all get together and they say that they're going to play. Mind you, I believe Harding gets hurt. I believe number 11 got hurt last year. Uh, and they only played about 16 games together within the span of almost a year. Number 11, uh, the anti-vaxxer who, who refuses to get a vaccine, cannot play home games in the state in the city of New York City because of the mandate that the mayor of New York has right now for empl- city employees. Therefore, number 11 is allowed to play in away games. Kind of rubbed James Harden the wrong way. Um, Kevin Durant, who was having a killer year, who could have been the MVP, he gets shut down for a huge portion with a sprained ligament in his knee. And now James Harden is out here on his own again. So he's basically basically back down to square one of where he was in Houston. 
Um, so he tells him that he tells the organization he wants out, he wants to be traded, and he ends up um, trying to finagle his way out because he is really, really good friends with the 76ers general manager, Daryl Morey. They work a deal out where they're able to sell, get the more. The, the Sixers gave up the farm. They gave up Seth Curry, Steph Curry's brother, uh, who's having a phenomenal year. Andre Drummond, who can get you 20 rebounds a night, two first rounders, and and Ben Simmons to Brooklyn just for James Harden and somebody else. I forgot who the other player was, but clearly it's somebody who's not even equivalent for me to even remember at this point. Now, mind you, Daryl Morey all year long was saying he wanted at least two to three first-round draft picks for Ben Simmons. Bro, how you go from giving saying that you wanted two to three first-round draft picks is what you wanted to you giving up two first-round draft picks? Like, huh? That 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 don't where that where that where that where, what sense does that make? Um, not to mention the Brooklyn Nets already had a huge front court issue where they didn't have a lot of big men. So you give up Joel Embiid's backup center who could probably start on any other basketball team and give you 20 rebounds because he was getting you about 20 rebounds at night when Joel Embiid was out with COVID protocols this year. So you give up a dude who can who's a who's balling um, and can get you boards to to your rival. That makes zero sense, bro. Um, if anything, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I would have traded number 11 away. And I know they couldn't trade number 11, number 11 away because nobody wants to deal with number 11. I know he's a free agent this year, and I would be shocked if any team outside of Brooklyn is willing to give him a long-term deal. He's a flight risk. He 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 comes up with all different types of reasons on why he don't want to play. Uh, I'm pretty sure next thing you know, he's going to be a FMLA. Like, I mean, he's going to be a FMLA player from at this point. Um, it's always something. My dog ate my homework. Uh, I can't do too much with the capital riots. I need to go. I need to go sit out, but then I'm gonna go shake my ass with Drake at, at a club during social distancing. Like, it's just too much. I'm gonna go burn some sage in the TD Garden in Boston, even though I'm the reason why that team was in the disarray that it was. But I'm gonna go burn sage to ward off all bad spirits. But you're the bad spirit. I'm gonna walk around with a walking stick looking like Moses to park. Like, what are you doing? Like, they should have traded this fool away. And honestly, if this man, if, if he was not as good as he is, he wouldn't be able to get away <coughs> with half the stuff that he does in the NBA. Like, I'm tired of him. And the day he retires, and I hope that's the end of the season or the next season, but when he does, I will be clapping for a round of applause because I never want to hear about this man ever again. If on the Brooklyn Nets, I would have traded him away because he's too much of a risk. You're not going to get this. And I get it. You're not going to get nothing in return for him, but he's too much of a risk. You just don't know what you're going to deal. You don't know what you're going to get from him. Um, but I feel like this is a win-win situation. And I honestly, I, I said this to somebody a, a few days ago. I said, back in 2019, when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot against the 76ers, I felt like that was a 76ers window right then and there for them to win the championship. And I said, when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot, it basically closed that that team's window. Um, clearly it did um, because they, they haven't gotten that far in the playoffs as well again. Um, and I didn't think the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid mixture was really going to work out after that night. Um, and it didn't. I mean, my man Ben Simmons had a meltdown last year where he wouldn't even shoot an open layup. So um, I, I think that this now opens up the Brook, I mean, the 76ers championship window right now 
where you're going to get James Harden, who's highly motivated, um, who's ready to play. I know they're saying that he's going to be out until after the All-Star break. Um, but the Sixers are in a pretty good position where they can where they can play. Mind you, the Brooklyn Nets have lost like 10 games in a row. So they, they're like, I think, in either eighth or ninth place. So we don't even know if they're going to be able to make it past the playing game. Um, not to mention, you're going to be playing a majority of your games at home. So number 11 is not even available. Um, you got Ben Simmons. Who knows when he's going to be ready to play? I know tonight he was shown he was shown on the sidelines of his new team, but we don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know when KD's coming back. We don't know when Joe Harris is even coming back this season, who's a three-point specialist. So right now, if you're talking about today, I think the 76ers can win right now as opposed to the Brooklyn Nets. They, they, they're a work in progress right now. We don't know what they're going to look like in a few weeks. So we'll see. But yeah, I had to talk about that because I think that trade happened after I recorded my show last week. But I mean, it was just a weird trade to me. It just didn't really make sense. Um, but yeah, uh, that was that was the, that's my NBA take right now. Um, we're going into the All Star break, so it's going to be a lot of people just 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 sucking this week. Like everybody's just kind of over it, um, and they're just ready to hit the All Star break as of Thursday, where uh, they'll break out until I believe next Thursday. I think it's like a week long break. Um, so there, a lot of players are just trying to. It's just the dog days of the NBA right now, so they're trying to make stuff happen for for them until it is time for the All Star break in a few days. So. That Sixers-Nets trade was very, very interesting. Um, I think short-term, the Sixers might have won, but long-term, I think the... I'm saying short-term, the Sixers might have won. Long-term, the Nets might win that just because they have draft stock as well. So we'll see. Depending on what those picks can be too because I always tell you, the NBA draft ain't what it used to be. So if you ain't got like the first three picks, eh, you ain't really... Eh. And it's like Bitcoin. You don't really know what you got in your hand. So, eh, eh. so I hope everybody's been enjoying the show. Um, this podcast is available on platforms, but with the, before we get up out of here, you know, I got to do the dummy of the day. I got three dummies of the day. I mean, like it's, like I said, I told you I had a laundry list. I had a laundry list. First one goes to Vernon Hargraves of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, who's Vernon Hargraves? He was a first round, a former first round draft pick. Um, my man was a healthy scratch. Like he, he was wearing street clothes. Um, Matt Stafford throws an interception. Why are you running on the field with your flip-flops on when after, with celebrating with your team and you almost cost you, well, I'm not going to say you cost your team the game because it was an early penalty, but <clears throat> it could have cost your team the game. I mean, coming on the field like you one of the boys, like you out here putting in work, but you got here all with your Cincinnati Bengals paraphernalia on, looking like a fanboy with your slips, with your, with your Yeezy slippers on, trying to do the gritty in the end zone when you ain't even putting in work, bro. What was you thinking, dog? And that's probably why you wasn't playing and you was a healthy scratch because you do bonehead stuff like that. You ain't playing. You ain't in there. Sit down, wave a towel, be hyped up, and keep pushing. There's no reason for you to get on the field and get a team, get your team a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty. Like, what was you doing, bro? Like, ugh, come on, man. Act like you've been, well, Clearly, he ain't been there before, and he probably ain't going to be there again because I would have cut him. I'd have told him, walk, go to the locker room. Don't even come out. And even if we do win the championship, don't even come out and celebrate. Just stay waiting until we get into the locker room is what I would have told him if I was the head coach. So, Vernon Hargrish, you're number one on the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. Number two, my beautiful, 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 beautiful. Shout out to Happy, Happy Valentine's Day to everybody in the world. So, you know, wifeys, daughters, aunties, nieces, everybody out there uh shout out to y'all happy valentine's day um so i was going through my list and i had a pretty good 
list of who I wanted to give a dummy of the day. It was Vernon Hargraves and amongst other people. But I got this article um, that was sent to me today. Uh, do y'all remember one Shikari Richardson? Y- y'all remember her? Yeah, her, the one that was supposed to be like this track phenom and she was going to win the gold medal even though her qualifying time was like the sixth best and she had nothing. She couldn't even hold a candle to uh, Sherry Ann Fisher-Price out of Jamaica. Like, But everyone was gashing her like she was going to be the next great thing, but her time wasn't really even all that great. And then <clears throat> a few days later, she gets a positive marijuana uh, uh, drug test. And, you know, everyone calls us this uproar that it's just weed. And, you know, this is just discriminating and blah, 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 blah. But she knew what the rules was and all this other good stuff. Yeah, y'all remember her? And then she comes back to try to qualify and fails to do that. And then she goes on this weird rampage. I'm like, it's okay. I'll be back. I'll be back. Ain't got a sense of humility or no, nothing to be humble to be like, you know what? This is a learn. You know, I, I'll just take this as a loss. I'll be back. You know, I got a lot to learn. I got a lot to grow up on. But she out here doing the typical, I'll be back. I'll be back. It's nothing. It's nothing. Y'all remember her? Yeah. Yeah, her. Her. Like, I had to think about it. I had to think for like a good two, three minutes. Like, yo, yo, her. Anyways, um, Shikari Richardson. She reacted to the Russian figure skate skater who I guess who's 15 years old. That's that's one. Um, I guess this 15-year-old figure skater was tested positive for some type of drug, but some type of court has cleared her to return to the Olympics to compete. Um, but Shikari Richardson says that uh, she it's, it's all because of her skin color. <sighs> Shikari Richardson, clearly you don't know what's going on in the world today. Let me rephrase this to y'all, ladies and gentlemen. A Russian figure skater, Russian figure skater, 15 years old, is, uh, I guess she tested positive. And Shikari Richardson wants to say it's all in the skin color. There's two things wrong with this statement. One, uh, why are you picking on a 15-year-old, bro? Like, huh? Really? Two, does, does she not know that the world might be on the brink of World War III within the next 48 hours? Like, I'm pretty sure the IOC and everyone else is like, bruh, we need to give these Russians whatever they want at this point because we don't want that smoke right now. <coughs> so for you to sit here and try to pick on a 15-year-old when you need to be working on your own craft right now. And second and third of all, this is the Winter Olympics. You are a Summer Olympic athlete. You run the 100-meter tr- track. Like, not speed track, not skating. The 100 meter track, like track and field, not speed skating. Like, what are you talking about? This has nothing to do. This is apples and oranges. But once again, you had to stick your nose into something and try to get your five minutes of fame again because I forgot who you were and I'm pretty sure the rest of the country forgot who you were. But like I said, the world is on the brink of World War III. Whether you like it or you love it, don't nobody care about you right now and you just had to stick your nose into something that ain't got nothing to do with you. But hey, you get the Sports Business Podcast dummy of the day because I forgot about you. And you wanted to bring something up that has nothing to do with skin color right now. But hey, oh yeah, look look at you, bullying a 15-year-old. Yeah, you really look cool right now. Anyways, my third dummy of the day. Man, me oh my my. Me oh my my. This guy, man. I love him and hate him at the same time. Like, I, I, I just don't be understanding this man sometimes. Like... I, I, I just don't get it. LeBron James, bruh. Like, dog, you just sat here lost against the Golden State Warriors Saturday night. And then somehow I'm looking at you 
there's like a camera on you the whole entire day at the Super Bowl. I had to see you talking to some Cincinnati Bengals fans, mom. Then we had to sit there and see you jumping up and down. You was out here gigging during the halftime show. Then there was a commercial, which the commercial was actually kind of dope with you talking to your 17-year-old self. I'm pretty sure you would have told your 17-year-old don't, don't try to be a GM, but you, you left that part out. But whatever, that's neither here or there. But uh, LeBron James, dog, like, come on, bruh. Like, come on, man. Um, He put a tweet out today. He goes, and this was at 11.56, LeBron James is tweeting, we, we as in Lakers, we, the Dodgers and the Rams should all do a joint parade parade together with a live concert afterwards to end it. The city and champions, congrats again to the Rams. Dog, first of all, you won that NBA championship in 2020 AKA the summer summer league church league night league uh you won that championship almost 2 years ago church league night we'll, we'll call that the church night league uh championship that y'all won um uh, the Dodgers the Dodgers won in 2020 uh who won I don't even know who won in 2021 but it wasn't the Dodgers uh who did win in 2021 I, I forgot that's I mean it wasn't the Dodgers and you talking about you want to celebrate something that happened two years ago because y'all didn't have a parade? Bruh, come on, man. Like, stop. Why? First of all, your team is four games under 500. You just lost. You're not even, I think you're barely in the playing game. And you talking about you want a parade? For what? Because that you know that's probably going to be the last time you're ever going to get close to another championship again in your career? Because the team that's orchestrated right now, Y'all not gonna make it out of the first or the second round if you even get that far. Second of all, this offseason, I don't think you have enough money or enough assets to make whatever it is that you're trying to make happen happen. But third of all, like, bro, why you always gotta try to include you? Why you like, like, like Suge Knight said, why you always gotta get up in the videos, man? Why you always wanna be dancing? Why you always gotta be up in here, hey, like, stealing somebody else's thunder? Like, bro, your championship happened two years ago. Y'all was able to lift y'all's banners up, I believe, last year when you had the final home game of the season when you were able to let fans in the, in the stadium. Cool. Like, I get it, y'all. You never got to be able to celebrate the championship with your city. Cool. But guess what, bruh? Neither did the Dodgers. Neither did, uh, I don't even think who won the championship last year for the league. The Bucks. I think the Bucks were able to do it. But, I mean, we went back in no marathon and low-key went back on another lock- lockdown. So, um... I don't know about y'all. Like, I'm, I'm tired. Like, LeBron James is a phenomenal athlete, but he's so part of the Do Too Much Club. Like, the DT, DTM, Do Too Much. Like, you used to be doing way too much where you always got to try to make it about you. Go take a church league championship. Go sit down somewhere. Let the, let the, whoever wins the championship this year, let them enjoy it. Let the Rams enjoy their championship parade because I believe the state of California is lifting a mass mandate tomorrow. Um, or midnight tonight. Um, let them enjoy it. Like we don't need you all up in their video. I know you. You know. I know you part of the OBJ posse, and you probably gonna be helping him with his crutches while he out here doing his thing during the championship parade. I get all that. That's cool. But let the Rams have their time, okay? You ain't need to be up in it, okay? You need to be trying to figure out how you not gonna get embarrassed in the second half of the season, okay? That's what you need to be worried about. Anywho's, I'm out of here. Once again, my name is Eric Compton, aka Money Compton, aka Tom, Mr. Town Business. This is the Sports Business Podcast, available on all platforms. Uh, email us, email us. Tell me what, tell me, tell me what you thought was your best Super Bowl performance. 
um, email us at sportsbusiness.com. Until then, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to run it back next week. Um, I guess we'll talk about the NBA All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend, um, being the fact that it is this weekend. But until then, y'all be safe. Love all one and each other. And we'll run it back next week. We out.